please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. The characters in our passage from scripture this morning are King Ahaz and the prophet Isaiah. The answer King Ahaz gave should have been the right answer. I will not put the Lord to the test. We recognize it as the right answer because Jesus quoted a passage of scripture that says that very thing. It's during Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness when the devil takes him up to the pinnacle of the temple and asks him to say, to throw himself down. The devil says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. And Jesus says, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Back to today, God through Isaiah invites Ahaz to ask for a sign. Ahaz says, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And it seems like that should be the right answer. And yet, somehow, it is not. Here's the context. Ahaz is fearful. The scripture says, The heart of Ahaz shook like the trees of the forest shake before the wind. That part comes in before our reading this morning. Ahaz was king of Judah, the southern kingdom during this time when the land of the Israelites was divided into two kingdoms. Israel and other nations were forming military and political alliances against the empire of the time, the Assyrians, and they invite Judah, the kingdom of King Ahaz, to join their alliance. But instead, Ahaz agrees to pay tribute to the Assyrian empire. And so Israel and their allies are forming against Judah, against Ahaz. We meet Ahaz at a time when his heart is fearful. Isaiah is trying to comfort Ahaz, telling Ahaz not to worry about these politics and conflict because events are in God's hands. Isaiah tries to comfort Ahaz and says, Your security is so certain. Just ask God for a sign to reassure you. You can ask for a big sign, a stupendous sign, as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven, because God will give a sign to reassure you. But Ahaz says, no, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. And Isaiah gets impatient with Ahaz. He sounds fed up, actually. Isaiah says, is it too little for you to weary mortals, that you weary my God also? The Lord will give you a sign. And this is the sign. A child shall be born. Emmanuel. And that means God with us. Ahaz was fearful, afraid as a result of what was going on in the world around him. And God moved to reassure Ahaz. God offered a sign. And still today, God moves to reassure us when we are fearful. Does God offer signs? When and how do you find your heart feeling fearful? Perhaps like Ahaz, there are moments in life when your heart shakes as the trees shake before the wind. Perhaps it is your health you are fearful about. Perhaps it is your financial situation. 
Perhaps it is shaky relationships that plant anxiety or insecurity in your heart. Perhaps it is the state of the world that causes you fear. Wouldn't it be wonderful to receive a reassuring sign from God? And yet, maybe like Ahaz, I am reluctant to ask for a sign. Today, the state of the United Methodist Church weighs heavily on my heart. On Thursday, the clergy credentials of Reverend Frank Schaefer were revoked, the final step in the church disciplinary process against Schaefer for performing his son's wedding because his son married a man. Schaefer had been asked to turn in his credentials voluntarily if he could not commit himself to following the book of discipline to the letter of the law when it comes to same-sex marriage. Schaefer stood firm in his commitment to offer full pastoral ministry to all people, regardless of sexual orientation, and refused to give up his credentials, saying it was up to the prosecuting body to take that action, to take his clergy credentials from him. And so they did. There was nothing surprising in this action. All of us who know how United Methodist procedures work knew this was coming, But even without being a surprise, it hit some of us hard. Different ones of us will feel different emotions. Sadness or grief, anger, a mix of multiple feelings together. But it is fear that this morning's scripture speaks to. Fear that is soothed by a sign from God. I am at least as reluctant as Ahaz to ask for a sign. After all, what would a sign from God look like? How would I recognize it? Do I believe that God sends specific signs for specific circumstances? I don't exactly feel afraid in the face of the United Methodist Church's ongoing struggle to change exclusive policies at the denominational level. Northern California is a good place to be a lesbian United Methodist pastor. In 2003, I talked directly to my bishop about being out in ministry. Over the years, my district superintendents have tried to reassure me about their and the bishop's support. My Facebook page has showed for years that I am married to Katie Tenerelli, and I do connect to some more conservative colleagues on that page. I've performed weddings for every same-sex couple who has asked me, and I always will. I have the privilege of serving as the pastor of one of the strongest reconciling congregations in our annual conference. I am reassured by knowing with confidence that this church will always do the right thing when it comes to making sure our ministries are fully inclusive of people who are excluded or discriminated against in other churches. I'm not afraid, but I am discouraged. I would welcome a sign from God a sign to give us hope, a sign that reminds us that the meaning and message of Christmas are for everyone. I'm not sure what a sign from God might look like in these times. I'm not necessarily asking for one. On Friday, two United Methodist bishops issued moving statements of support, not only for Frank Schaefer, but for all of us who are gay or lesbian and all of us who care deeply about the church being fully inclusive. Bishop John Scholl of the Greater New Jersey Annual Conference was moved to tears as he made his statement Friday. 
He stated that he thinks the United Methodist Church is wrong in its policies and its exclusive language. He affirmed the sacred worth of GLBT persons and his commitment to an inclusive church, and he called for an end to church trials. Bishop Minerva Carcano of the California Pacific Annual Conference also issued a statement saying that the exclusionary policies of the United Methodist Church violate the very spirit of Jesus Christ. She also directly invited Reverend Schaefer to be in ministry in the California Pacific Annual Conference. She explained that while a bishop does not have the authority to reinstate clergy credentials which have been revoked, an annual conference's board of ordained ministry, together with a vote of the clergy session of the conference, do have that authority suggesting that an annual conference might reinstate clergy credentials which have been revoked in another annual conference is bold and radical. It makes me very hopeful. Is it a sign of how God's movement might shape our denomination? I don't know. I have not found any statement from our own bishop on the Schaefer case or related issues. I am disappointed. Would it be so stupendous Would it be asking so much as a sign as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven to hear a word of support from our own bishop? We all need to hear. We all need to be reminded that the meaning and message of Christmas are for everyone, as our theme for this season has said. Ahaz did not ask for a sign from God. In the face of danger and fear, In the face of nearby military powers joining forces against him, he did not ask for a sign from God. If he had asked for a sign from God, maybe a sign as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven, I imagine he would have asked for a sign that showed weakness in his enemies. I imagine he would have asked for a sign that showed the strength of his own tiny nation to be greater than he imagined or expected. And in the face of Ahaz's need and fear, what is the sign that God gave? Look, the young woman is with child, and shall bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. And by the time this child eats solid food, the kingdoms you fear will be no more. No sign of weakness in his enemies, not a sign of his own national strength, but a child. A child called Emmanuel, which means God with us. A child whose presence reminds us and demonstrates that God is present with us. What would be a sign today, a sign of God with us? Would it be a child? Would it be a wedding? Are statements from bishops signs of God's presence? The birth of a child is one of the most commonplace and most miraculous events life offers. And Isaiah says, this is a sign from God. And our gospel writers later sought to apply scripture to their own lives. And they were convinced that this sign from God was the birth of Jesus Christ, the birth we remember this week, the birth of one who would change history. Today, 
like our gospel writers, we seek to apply scripture to our own lives. We too seek to change history in the image of the one who came to demonstrate the greatest depth of love. If we are fearful of the state of our world, we look around for signs of reassurance. If we are hopeful that God is present with us, we look around for signs of God's presence, signs of Emmanuel, signs of the Christ who shapes our lives and our world. Will the sign be as commonplace as a child? Will the sign be as miraculous as a birth? When Ahaz is invited to ask God for a sign, he says no. And that turns out to be the wrong answer. Perhaps God invites us now to set aside our reluctance, to ask for a sign, to hope and look for those signs that reveal God's action and God's presence right in our midst. Signs of God's presence and love are all around us for everyone to see, both commonplace and miraculous. May we be bold enough even to ask for a sign, to make our need known. May our eyes be opened to see the signs that fortify our courage and bolster our hope. For surely God is with us still, Emmanuel, shaping our lives and our world. Amen.